0: with us right now it's Derek Osgood Derek you are the founder and ceo of ignition and you are found on the web at haveignition.com we're going to be talking about launching which is fun especially now we're in the new year uh and so Derek thank you so much for joining us
1: yeah thanks so much for having me i'm excited to talk about this you know always fun, always fun jamming on on launching stuff
0: <laughs> yeah so so first off when we say launching something what are we what are we talking about
1: yeah, so the way that we think about launching things um, at Ignition, me generally, um, is, is it's really anything that requires kind of a go-to-market process around it. So oftentimes, you know, the way that people tend to think about that is like launching your company for the first time. But there's a lot of sub-launches that happen within the, the lifetime of your company where you're going to then launch new products. So you're going to launch new features and updates to your existing product. You're also going to be launching campaigns and promotional activities that are going to end up supporting those products so it's really anything that you're actually doing a bit of planning around and trying to create a point in time impact around
0: why do you think we kind of i mean we refer to this process as launching um and it, it there's a there could be a lot of steps to this um mm-hmm. maybe what might be most helpful would be to maybe give a couple of illustrations and then break that down into what are kind of those big critical Um, milestones that we want to hit or kind of different departments that are involved concurrently. um, If you can kind of help us map that, what that is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and this does vary depending on the size of the launch, because if you have, you know, kind of a small feature release where you're making a, a minor update to your existing product, you're probably not going to go through the big giant planning cycle that you're going to go through if you're launching, for example, a net new product that you're pricing and is a maybe even has a whole new brand associated with it. So these will vary a bit by shape and size, but ultimately, like when you're launching things. And the other thing to keep in mind is w- the actual launch day and getting to the point of launch is really just kind of a start of the launch process. Like at the end of the day, you do need to do ongoing growth work past the initial introduction of the thing, but all the upfront work that you're doing to feed into that initial launch of the product feature, et cetera, that you're launching, all of that work is gonna inform everything that you do after the fact. So basically what when you think about like what you're doing from the concept all the way through to getting something into the wild, you first really need to start with research, so you need to understand like who your competitive landscape looks like, what, why the thing that you're building is better or different from that. Mm-hmm. You need to do customer research and understand what your customers actually care about in with through the lens of that stuff that you do differently and better. Um, then you need to go and actually build out your strategy. And so when you're building out strategy around a launch plan, that consists of what are the things that you're actually building? How are you rolling those things out? What's the actual phasing involved here? Are you doing like a soft launch where you're going to quietly introduce this to a set of beta users and then start to expand from there into a broader general availability launch? Or are you just going to do a hard launch and ship the whole thing all at once? And so you have to figure out your phasing. You figure out like, how are you going to position and message this thing? How are you going to talk about it? What do you need to get those customers that you've now done research around to believe in order to take the action that you want them to take? Um, you need to understand pricing. You need to understand how you're actually going to sell the thing, like and package it. If you're building out, you know, tiering around the features that are going to be involved, you need to figure out how all those things are going to fit together. And then there's a ton of internal enablement work that happens in this process. And so a lot of companies tend to forget about this. And it's it's a big misstep because your company, the, the people within your company are your best marketing channel. They're, they all have their own audiences. They're all able to go promote the thing that you're building. They're also gonna be the people who are talking day-to-day with customers and partners and anybody who need you need to actually interact with that thing that you're launching. So you need to make sure that they all have all of that strategic information that they all understand why you're building the thing that you're building, what, how to talk about it, how to promote it effectively. And they have the assets that they need that you've created through this launch process to go and promote it. So, you know, if you've created decks or you've created images or videos or any elements that you know are gonna be used to promote that thing, you wanna make sure that like your support team has access to those. You wanna make sure that your sales team has access to those. So they're then able to, when customers ask them questions about the thing that you're building, they can go and give an effective answer. And it doesn't make your company look bad because the customer hears about this thing through press or wherever you're going and promoting it externally. And then they come to your sales or support team and your support team doesn't know that the thing even exists because nobody told them in, in-house. Yeah. So there's a whole big internal training motion where you need to communicate all of this stuff and at a pretty constant cadence throughout the launch planning process. So as you hit milestones, as you like firm up what your strategy is around it, as you firm up the timing around that launch as you firm up the specific assets that are customer facing that you've created you need to be pushing that stuff outwards to all of the different customer facing teams within your organization and then you need to go and actually execute the launch on launch day push all that stuff live make sure that everything actually goes smoothly without a hitch and you know if you're doing press that news stories go live if you're you know running paid media that mm-hmm. those paid media campaigns get live and that they're you know linking to the correct places. So there's a lot of kind of nitty-gritty QA work involved in getting this stuff live as well.
0: Yeah, so I am a big fan of having great smart systems and great delegation and clarity there. Mm-hmm. And um, I think maybe a lot of us have launched things, maybe smaller projects, and maybe we've just gone off of a... Just a central kind of task list. You know, mm-hmm. there's maybe we got a Google Doc with some check boxes, and maybe we've yep. assigned it. Maybe we've run it out of Google Sheets or something like that. Or maybe we've used a tool like Trello. Um, mm-hmm. But what are some of the inherent disadvantages to using more simple type platforms?
1: Yeah. So if you think about launches in terms of a task list, the the big thing that you end up losing is all that context that all the internal teams need. Those, those checklists tend to be really bad for communication purposes because all the detail is nested within a task. And so anybody who wants to go and actually get at that information, like for example, your sales team, if they want to understand how are we supposed to talk about this thing, they don't really know where to go within that checklist to find that info. And the and additionally like you're doing all of the actual work elsewhere right so you, you know it, the way that we think about this in ignition is like we have checklists and you know we help you to actually track the work that you're doing and make sure that you're ticking all of those boxes but we're also trying to build tools that help you to actually conduct the research directly in the platform so you can go and monitor those competitors and you can con- and you can under- and you can conduct uh, research surveys around pricing and packaging directly in the platform, so that then all that context that all those internal teammates need in order to effectively promote the launch. And you're not the, and they're not the people who are actually driving that launch plan. So they're not as intimately involved in where things are at within that checklist. They then are able to get at that information really easily. You're able to push it really easily to them. So the the biggest challenge when you're when you're trying to simplify this into down to something as as straightforward as just a checklist is communication. And like ultimately, that's what launches all boil down to is how well are you communicating, not just externally to your customers, but internally to all the teams involved in the company. And nobody wants to go th- go and dig through a hundred task checklist, which most, most of those checklists are, you know, you have a big, long list of things that you're going to do. And all those cross-functional folks, they don't have time to go and sift through it. They don't have time to go try and understand and like read your mind about where that launch stands. You need to have a really structured format for them to be able to go and understand exactly how to talk about the thing, exactly what assets are available to them and where that thing stands in the process as well.
0: You know, when we think about, you know, what goes into a launch and, you know, all these different critical components, man, it it only takes one aspect of this. Like if it's, if someone or some aspect of it is just really dropped the ball or just, we Mm -hmm. just completely didn't think about X, that boy, that can undo a lot of investment, a lot of effort, a lot of time, how disappointing that is, you know, if you've got calendar dates, like, hey, listen, uh, you know, we were supposed to go live this week and marketing didn't do what they're supposed to do PR didn't do what they're supposed to do, you know, or, you know, we didn't, we didn't vet in the proper amount of product research. And we go to, how horrible is this? You go to market with just a bad product, especially if you're talking about like physical products and like, hey, there's no going back, man. We've got, you know, truckloads of this stuff. And, you know, that was something that we didn't consider. So I I, I guess what I'm getting to is I want to get to this, this idea of like, you know, how do we know what goes into the scope of a launch versus, listen, that was that... That's going to take us years, like, and so then we 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 never feel like we can launch until we have it perfect. Like, how do we find that comfortable balance of okay, this is go for market, it's good enough versus didn't do enough versus did you know just again never making it to market?
1: Yeah, so I, I think there's a couple ways that you can do that. So first and foremost, you should have a fairly defined process, and you're going to con- continuously iterate on this. So you're going to find some holes, you know, uh, when you go through like launch number one. Where you're going to add some stuff, change some stuff for launch number two. So, you know, you have to treat it as an iterative process. It's never going to be perfect. But ideally, what you have is you have frameworks where you have a tiered launch process where you're able to adapt to different shapes and sizes and types of launches with different objectives. And so you already have that, you know, kind of pre baked playbook for what does it look like when we're launching a big thing versus a small thing. And how do those things differ in the motion? And like, we have that stuff baked into the product in Ignition and we help just like, kind of spit that out for you and adapt to those different characteristics of the launch. You can't treat it as one size fits all. Like that's one of the areas that a lot of companies fall down as they try and create their like one big master launch checklist. And then they have to individually customize that every single time they go and do a launch, which just doesn't adapt well to the different, you know, circumstances that exist around these things. So, you know, the, the biggest thing is just have a tiering framework to it. Um, and then the other thing is like, don't, don't wait until everything is perfect. It's the, there, there, you need to treat launches as sequential, as phased processes, where ideally what you're doing is you are doing a smaller version of the launch within that larger launch. So ideally you're shipping, you know, a initial beta launch to a really small focused group of people who, you know, you know, are, are a friendlier group. And you, that one can be messy. That one, you can kind of like ship some stuff. Your messaging can be not quite perfect. you you may not have all the assets created. You ha- you probably haven't like done quite as much rigor on the internal communication to get it live so you can ship that beta and start kind of pre-promoting the larger announcement but use that as a feedback collection mechanism to go and start to collect not just the actual like feedback on how you're talking about it what you built but also to start collecting inputs that will create better assets for that larger like broad general availability announcement where you now have case studies that you've already had this thing in market with some small group of customers for a period of time. And you can start building case studies. And then when you do your big general availability announcement, that should be perfect. And that should have a lot of assets that you've created, where you now have a customer story that you can tell about how somebody in real life is using this product that you built, and how they're experiencing success with it. So, you know, it's important to think about this stuff is like, it doesn't have to be perfect the thing that does have to be perfect is when you do the big general availability announcement, because that's the moment mm-hmm. where you're going to try and get like, you're going to try and get press. You want everybody that you know, you're going to get a big spike of usage. That's going to happen, you know, in the first couple of weeks. And you want all of those people to have the maximum likelihood of converting. So, you know, that's the one where that you want to get right, but you can treat the launches kind of like a series of sub launches before it.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, And so, Can you maybe, I guess, sum up the difference between looking at what Ignition does, and and I don't want to conflate it, but I I think maybe other folks on the outside might easily do this like I am, um, comparing to this like more like a project management tool like an Asana or something like that. What are the inherent advantages of Ignition over an established project management tool? Yeah, for sure. So
1: I mean we get that comparison a lot and you know ultimately I think the way that we tend to tend to react to that is we we do we can do project management. So like, you know, that is part, inherently part of launch planning. So it exists in our platform and we integrate really well with all those project management tools as well. We have lots of customers that end up using those project management tools in conjunction with us. What I would think about Ignition as is it is a higher level source of truth and strategic planning information for those launch processes. So we are combining project management with like documentation asset management, a variety of other kind of like elements that are in the broader bucket of like, how do you actually build out these plans holistically, not just like figure out what the tasks that need to get done are. So we make it really easy for you to create structured launch plans that contain all of the different management tools that you need in order to get those live. But then we're also in, the the big difference is that we're like I mentioned, including the tools that help you actually do this work, not just document and track it. So we have competitive automated competitive intel tools where we will create and automate automatically track a bunch of data about competitors and give you insight and battle cards that you can then arm your sales team with for how to sell that product that you're building. We have customer research tools baked in the platform, so we can help you to collect both feature ideas from customers into your roadmap, but also conduct like message testing or pricing research to inform that launch process directly from the product, then that context is directly embedded within the plans that you're creating. Um, and then, you know, post-launch we help with a lot of the, uh, a lot of the measurement as well, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like the, the big difference is we've built the whole platform around the individual communication needs of all the different cross-functional teams involved in the, in the process. So we make it really easy for you not just to plan and document that that work, but to push that information outwards to all the different teams that need it.
0: Derek, what happens? Say someone's listening to our conversation and they've looked at Ignition. And they're like, "Cool, but man, I need a project manager. I need a product. I need a product manager. I need someone to oversee all of this because we. I mean, I, I'm a you know, I, I'm more of a just a general CEO. You know, we've got a CEO. Like, we just don't have anyone that like is really well-talented at this. Like, how can I work with Ignition and then maybe bring somebody in who can help kind of run all of this? Is there any solutions around that? Yeah, totally. The the beauty
1: of the, the way that we build the product, and this is because we are able to specifically focus on the launch process, right? It's like one of the downsides of a project management tool is it's overly generalized and you can use it for anything, but it can't really specialize down to adapt to the different characteristics of the launch. So, we have the, all these playbooks built in the product. You can Our product will spit out that launch plan for you in a couple of clicks. And it's basically just you know, collecting some inputs from you about what your objectives are and what your budget is. And then we'll crank out your whole task list, all the documentation you need, the whole asset plan for you, the recommended channels that you should be focusing on around launching this thing. And we'll make it really easy for you to set up automation to communicate with all those cross-functional teams that need that info. So, like we make it really easy for anybody, even if they are not an experienced kind of launch leader, or if they're not, you know, they don't have the time to go project management all this stuff to crank out those launch plans and coordinate them without really needing a whole lot of a whole lot of effort um, or a person to manage the process. You know, uh, we have and we have a lot of founders who, you know, they're they're a CEO that they're. So in some cases, even like solopreneurs where they don't have any team whatsoever and all the cross-functional communication isn't even needed but they're using us for structuring the launch plan, creating all the rigor without them needing to actually go and like interpret all these different templates to to figure out how to do it.
0: And it looks like maybe you might be working primarily with a lot of um, startups um, and kind of growth stage startups. Um, Are you doing much in enterprise? We are. So
1: we actually have like kind of two main segments. So we have, you know, kind of startups where they're much smaller teams that are using us for basically those playbooks and being Mm -hmm. able to create the rigor out of the box. Um, But then we actually do have some larger enterprise customers like Square and Smart Rent, who, you know, they're using us for mostly the cross-functional coordination that's needed in this process and making sure that there's a lot of rigor around the communication Across teams, so we have companies as you know as small as one person, and then companies as large as ten thousand people.
0: Awesome! All right, the website haveignition.com. When somebody goes there, what would you recommend they do?
1: Yeah, go there, uh, sign up for a free trial. The product's free to use, you know, for the first uh, first fourteen days. And we're actually updating that to it'll be free forever um, in in uh, the new year. So uh, go and sign up for a trial and um, ping us if you have any questions. We're always happy to help.
0: And the website again is haveignition.com. Derek Osgood, you are the founder and CEO. Congratulations on the. Uh, so it looks like about just over two years now um, since kind of the official launch.
1: Yeah, coming up on our, uh, on our anniversary of actually even just forming the company. So we formed Golly. the company in February 21.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Congrats. Awesome. Derek, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.